0: St. Paul writes to the Corinthians, I give thanks for the grace of God in which you were enriched in all speech and in all knowledge. Please be seated. Two weeks ago at the Golden Globes, the actress Michelle Williams was awarded with a prestigious award. She used her acceptance speech to speak about the topic, the difficult topic, of abortion politics. And she spoke about her many professional successes and gave thanks to her peers and judges who deemed her worthy of this award. And then she came to this conclusion that there was no way possible that she could have had this accomplishment had it not been for her choices, especially her choice, to have an abortion. And then as she encouraged the audience before her uh, to vote, and of course she's talking about the the 2020 election, she uh, encouraged her audience to vote in their own best self-interest. At that time, the camera panned through the audience and we saw dozens and dozens of today's superstars, modern idols, our popular icons. And together in unison, they were nodding their heads in approval and clapping. And the rest of America looked on. Life issues can be very difficult to talk about. They are for me. Not just abortion, but contraception, euthanasia, human uh, sexual orientation, gender identity, divorce. These issues are not only hard. Because they're political, but they're really hard because they're personal. They have to do with our most intimate being. And in all of these areas, in every area of our life, we come face to face with this truth that we are sinners. And it's hard to talk about sin. But we could even pick up on that in William's speech. I'm grateful, she said, for the acknowledgement of the choices I've made. I'm grateful to those who have lived in a moment in our society where choice exists, because as women and as girls, things can happen to our bodies that are not our choice. Williams acknowledged that she's been hurt, that things have happened to her that were not good, and they put her in a place that was bad, where there was sin. She acknowledged that she had suffered. And so as we saw the camera panning through the audience, a number of astute Christian observers were saying that behind that celebrity status, behind the applause, the prestige, and the money, there was sorrow, the sorrow of broken relationships. There was sorrow because wherever there's death, there is trauma and pain and sadness. And the truth is that the leading cause of death in the world, the leading cause of death in the year 2019 was abortion, with 42.3 million elective abortions being performed last year. Life issues are difficult to speak on, and in part because it's very easy to fall into the sin of hypocrisy. It's easy to say, well, I haven't done that, and you have. That's terrible. How could you? Life issues are difficult to talk about because first, we must begin with confessing and seeing our own sin. This is difficult stuff, but we have to think about it because God's grace has enriched us, Paul says, both in knowledge and in speech. And today we have heard a word from the author of life, and he has affirmed that your life matters. That human life matters and that he treasures all life. And what's the secret to Christians talking about these difficult issues? Uh, We will fall short. We will fail. We will come across as hypocrites. But we have to talk. And the secret is this that we let Jesus, we let the Lord do the speaking. That's what Isaiah was doing centuries before the birth of Christ. He was, by faith and by the call of God, uh, privileged to overhear a conversation between the Father and the Son. And then the Son spoke to the world. Did you hear it? He said, listen, O coastlands. Which means, listen up, peoples from afar. Listen, America. Listen here, Mondovi. Listen zion i was formed in my mother's womb the savior said i was formed in mary's womb i became a human being for you i lived for you i taught for you i died to redeem you you are my creation you are mine i will not let you go And because the Savior has spoken these words, and because the Savior has made good on these promises, we must confess that every life, every unborn life, every life in this congregation, every life in the world is precious to God. That's exactly what John the Baptist said when he pointed to Jesus, look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. It sounds almost too good to be true the lamb of god who takes away the sin not of believers the sin not of his friends the sin not of israel no he is much bigger than that he takes away john says the sin of the world does that really include my darkest deepest most hidden most uncomfortable sins it does Does this include the most public, most scandalous sins? Does this include mass murder? It does. It's not too good to be true. It's not an empty promise. Jesus is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. But it cost something. It cost him his life. Jesus came into this world to be an advocate, a champion for life. But he came not to speak in his own self-interest because because of sin, that is fundamentally fundamentally our problem. We are all inclined by sin to vote and to act and to speak in our own best self-interest. Jesus came into this world thinking not about himself, but Jesus chose the way of self-denial. Jesus chose the way of poverty. Jesus chose Minorities, Jesus chose women, Jesus chose children, Jesus chose foreigners. Jesus chose sinful people to be his friends. And when Jesus could have chosen to have legions of angels come to his defense, he rather chose to be alone, suffering, dying on the cross. He chose to shed his blood. All the while the crowds were there together nodding, giving their applause to Pontius Pilate and Herod with their approval. Jesus, the Lamb of God, silently laid his life down so that he could take it up again, so that he could advocate for your life, for my life, for the life of the world. And today, Jesus is pleading for you and for me, and in Jesus, there is healing, there is always healing in Jesus. A beautiful story of that healing I have found recently in the story of Abby Johnson, no relation, (laughs) and Abby, uh, who speaks in such a way that she speaks with knowledge and with wisdom, But she speaks in a simple way, not in a way that the world sees as wise and sophisticated, but her book and the movie uh, that was recently released on her book, Unplanned, she writes in such a way that it can be read and uh, easily understood by middle schoolers. Abby Johnson writes about her story. That's always the most effective way to witness, to just talk about your life, what's happened, what's gone wrong, and how God delivered us from the darkness. Abby Johnson has a powerful story. She talks about uh, how she was recruited in college as a volunteer for Planned Parenthood, and she found a community in that organization, and she wanted to be an advocate for people, for women. And she tells the story how she rose in the ranks of Planned Parenthood. She became, uh, she made it her career. Uh, She worked In the large Texas affiliate, she became a director of her clinic. In 2008, she was named Planned Parenthood Employee of the Year. She was an advocate in Planned Parenthood in every sense of the word. But one thing she hadn't done, surprisingly, is she had never sat in on an abortion. That's all it took. She was called on, it wasn't a protocol, but she was called on to assist with an ultrasound-guided abortion. And that procedure, what she saw that day, the struggling of the child, the sadness of the mother, she left the clinic that day vowing never to go back. And she has devoted her life since then to uh, speaking a word. First, she has spoken powerfully and courageously, a word of repentance, a word for the life. She acknowledges what she's done, what she's thought, what she said. And along the way, she acknowledges that she herself uh, had two abortions performed on herself. But she uses her life and her story as an opportunity to speak to people on both sides of a political divide, on both sides of the fence, saying, that this division is unnecessary because what matters is life. Your life matters. God affirms you. You have value before God. And she talks about her conversion, and today she's founded a nonprofit by the name of And Then There Were None. And she's made it her mission to work out to. Uh, employees and uh, former employees of Planned Parenthood to support them in their spiritual, uh, emotional, financial transition into other careers. Abby Johnson uh, recently spoke to a gathering of Missouri Synod Lutherans in Southern California. And enriched by God's grace and speech and knowledge, she talked about Jesus, how by his death he had redeemed her. And she talked about our calling as Uh, Lutheran Christians, by the power of the Holy Spirit, to speak God's word of life in the world. I find Abby Johnson's approach very compelling. I strongly recommend her book, the movie Unplanned, uh, because she has an ability to talk past uh, current divisions and boundaries. She begins her book in such a compassionate way. She says, my story is not neat and tidy and it doesn't come wrapped in easy answers. Oh, how we love to vilify our opponents. To this day, she says, I have friends on both sides of this polarizing debate. And I testify that there is good and right and wrong on both sides of the fence. And what she does is she offers a number of uh Cases where people in the pro-life camp who did some pretty grotesque things when she was a Planned Parenthood uh, director, she advises us, don't do that. It's not good witness. But she says there were so many people that were praying for her and supporting her and showed her compassion. People that didn't agree with her but loved her nevertheless. That included her parents, who didn't agree with her career choice, but loved her and talked to her and supported her, and her husband, and her church. And she said part of her healing began with her church that every Sunday began its service with confession and absolution. And those words gave her the opportunity to heal. And above all, her Savior, who didn't abandon her, leave her, or forsake her, but stood by her. May the power of this living Savior equip His church May he equip Zion to speak with all compassion, affirming what he has done for life and what he desires for all life, to save it and to give us life eternally and abundantly. Please rise. And may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.